This is the official podcast for casual anime fanatics. On today's episode, we're diving deep into My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 9, titled Kotsky Bakugo Rising. fans and welcome to that anime podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure i'm your host jordo and here with me as always my co-host and kin the baby brother brennan what is going on today brennan not a whole lot i mean thanksgiving break so time off but as enemy most people know it's not a whole it's not really time off because you're actually pretty damn busy all the family stuff so i mean i've had some time off but i feel like i've been doing stuff non-stop having driving around to see family and then having family come in too so a lot of that and then anime wise just the same for me just blue lock and my hero <laughs> haven't had to haven't had time to yeah. dabble in anything else yet that's pretty much what i've i watched this week was just blue lock my hero um but yeah, the long weekend, you think you're getting Thursday and Friday off that it's going to feel like a really long weekend, but here we are Sunday night, the weekend's, weekend's gone, just like that. I did get a new video game on the Switch, you've probably heard of it, it's called Inside by Play Dead. Have you ever heard of that game? Yeah, what is, which one is that about? It's the one where you're like a little boy, and it's, it's a, a uh, where you run into society. The side scroller where you're like running in the dark, kind of. Yeah, you're like from like trying to, people are chasing you. Yeah, it's it was fun. It was a really fun game. I'm the only thing that I was let down about was how short it was, but I bought it for a dollar ninety nine because it was on sale on the Nintendo Switch shop because of the Black Friday stuff. So there's it's actually not the one with the. It's not the kid in the rain, the white rain, the yellow raincoat, is it? No, he he doesn't have a raincoat. He's just got yeah a black shirt I'm on too and some jeans. I think I know which one. I just don't want to spoil the end if it is the one I'm thinking of. Because there's oh, one yeah. with the yellow raincoat, too, that I can't think of that's pretty scary, too. That's you'd probably like if you like that one. I'd have to see what it's called. Was that one called um, Limbo? No, I don't know what that one's called. I'd have to say I played it a couple, like a Halloween or two ago. There's a second one out now. Yeah, uh, the, the ending for this one was, it was weird. I was not expecting the end. But I enjoy it. It was my first time ever playing like a side scrolling game like that with just like puzzle style because I usually just play RPGs and JRPGs. So I enjoyed it. But I don't really have any anime news. And since Colton's, he's working, as everybody knows, he's a fireman. So he's working tonight, putting out fires. So he will not be on today's episode. But he missed a good one because this episode just so happened to be in my opinion the best episode this season yeah it's pretty good i haven't really had time to i mean it's this one or the last one so i haven't really had time to 
I forgot that last week I said the last week was the best episode of the season, so <laughs> I haven't had time I haven't had time to decide if this one was better or not. Uh but it's definitely close either way. This one I feel like is more memorable because of ever, like there was a lot of there were a lot of yeah, climaxes I mean, it, in this episode. Some shit went down for sure. I mean, some shit happened last week too. I mean Really just two Grand, things happened. Grand Torino Grand Torino got his shit broken, which we know he's alive now and then yeah, Izawa took the bullet to the leg, but they kind of they won up that right out of the gates. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad what happened happened. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, we'd like to take a moment and welcome you to that anime podcast. We are currently providing weekly episodes for My Hero Academia and Chainsaw Man, so be sure to keep tuning in to hear our deep dives and unique takes on these two great animes. And if you have friends that watch My Hero and or Chainsaw Man, make sure to tell them about this podcast. You can also follow us and your friends can follow us on Instagram, that anime podcast. Shoot us a message. And I've got a question for everybody. I'd like to know, who would you rather be, Deku or Denji? I know my answer, but I will not reveal it until next week. So I want to see what everybody else says. Um, just message us on Instagram. Again, that's at that anime podcast. Uh, this was episode nine of season six of My Hero. And the episode title is Kotsky Bakugo Rising. And these, the episode title's a little misleading, wouldn't you say? I th- it is, but at the same time, I feel like they kind of do that with other episode titles. Like, they title it the episode, but it's really, like, the end of the episode. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't really, doesn't really happen during the episode. Even with, like, Encounter Part 2, like... It was, it was the, like that last the scene. second encounter. Yeah, the last scene. They encountered each other. Yeah. I and mean, that's just one in recent memory, so maybe that's why I think they do that. But yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like honestly, I forgot the it was called Katsuki Bakugo Rising until the episode ended and it said and it said that. And I was like, Oh shit, this is supposed to be like his episode, which it was. He kind of made it his episode, but it really wasn't. But then I feel like next week is gonna be I think they'll I mean they kind of got into his mindset, obviously, like when he was talking with All Might and everything, but I don't know. Seems like next week's going to be more so the, the episode called That Should Have Been Named This, which did yeah. you see what the name of the next week's is going to be? I didn't. Yeah, it's called The Ones Within Us. The Ones Within Us. Oh, yeah, because it's... I yeah, think it's like an internal fight between One for All and All for One. Yeah, and all the, all the, the different vestiges. users. Yeah. I feel like ep- next week's episode, we're going to actually get the rise of Bakugo, and he's going to be falling to the ground, and Deku's going to catch him with both arms and be like, Kachan, why would you do it? And he's going to be like, why, you bastard? <laughs> or, you know, they're going to have, like, they're going to have their moment, the payoff that we've all, we've, we've all been waiting for this entire show, I hope. You think he's going to die? I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to die. But I'd respect. I'd have it, mad respect if he died right now. If he did die, but, I, would, I mean, yeah, I don't think this... I don't think he will. But yeah, if he did, that would be one. That shit would be pretty crazy. And two, like, yeah, that'd be. I mean, I would. I would. Uh, I wouldn't be pissed off. I guess. Yeah. Not if because dies. I don't like Bakugo. I do, obviously. But like, that's a pretty good little arc, honestly. Which yeah. I know he had more to come around. But if he made that sacrifice. I mean, that's, that's a complete arc for sure. Either way, even if he doesn't die, it's still an arc getting completed, yeah. I guess. The character development and friendship between Deku and Kachan 
it changes regardless of if he lives or dies. So I hope he lives, but if he dies, yeah, I'll respect the hell out of the writing. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just because only because it's a shonen. I think that he'll live. And yeah, just because these heroes, they, they take massive wounds all the time. As long as he can survive long enough to get back to Recovery Girl, he's good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, getting stabbed four times where he got stabbed probably is just as dangerous as when Deku, you know, all of his limbs are flapping in the wind as he's falling whenever he used one for all for the first time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, shit, I mean, he's just got some in, some organ damage, though, instead of extremities, so... Yeah, he's, he could bleed out, I suppose. But anyways... Yeah, well, maybe if... The, the chances are it's gonna be, like, all six... All six things that went through and missed vital organs somehow. He's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I was thinking is he could... In, in some movie, they, like, seal up or cauterize a wound with a little bit of gunpowder and a spark... He could technically use his glycerin sweat and like make little tiny explosions on the surface of his skin to like cauterize all of his wounds. Yeah, kind of like Endeavor did to the Mirko rabbit yeah. girl. Yeah, Mirko. I mean, I, I'm not putting past something as badass as that past Baki Gale. We'll see. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be like some of that, some flashbacks thrown in there, some conversation, more Deku crying, mm-hmm. shit like that. <laughs> yeah, so there's no episode synopsis um, on Crunchyroll for this one, and the episode starts off with the scene of Aizawa getting shot in the leg again with the delete around, and Ryukyu is like, a delete around, and he immediately, Aizawa, he pushes, so this is why the other heroes didn't try to save him. Aizawa pushes them out of the way. He pushes them, and then he says, oh, well, I have this note. Keep in mind, Shigaraki, he flicks this bullet. He doesn't shoot it. He has it between his two fingers, and his hand is pierced through Ryukyuk's hand, and he flicks it. I think he's got, like, a power, though, that, like, shoots it, though. No, no, no. His his power was being erased by Aizawa. He flicks this (laughs) with his two fingers. Just raw strength. He flicks it, it's in the air. And Aizawa says, Thanks, Ryukyu. Now I can act without hesitation. And he thinks back to the 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 girl with horns. What's her name? Eri? Yeah, Eri Chan. And he says, logically, to deal with it. Why do you think he he thought back to to Eri? You think he's thinking, I can cut my leg off here and then get it reversed? Well, I mean, if if it never gets into his bloodstream, I think you're straight, you know? So, like, logically speaking, like, once you're hit, you're going to lose your quirk unless you cut it off. Just World War Z, you know, Brad Pitt. Chop it off before the virus spreads through, you know? Well, way before World War Z was the the doctor. He cut off his leg first. (laughs) What was that dude's name? The doctor in the prison, Rick Grimes, cut off. He was the farmer, Herschel. Uh, was that out before World War Z? Oh, hell yeah, it was out before World War Z. Yeah, I don't know, I just know World War Z, that... Spoiler for World War Z, I <laughs> guess, that girl got bit and he, without hesitation, just chopped her arm off and it worked. Yeah. So as always, he cuts off his own leg from the calf down with a knife in one slash. Which, the resolve to do that without hesitation is insane. And... 
Deku, they get a shot of him. He can't believe what he just saw. And Aizawa, honestly, he's a boss for this because not only did he cut off his own leg from the knee down in an instant without hesitation, he did it with a hand knife and he did it without breaking eye contact with Shigaraki for even a second. <laughs> I mean, this dude really is like, he's a, he's a boss. Like the, the sensei that you want. Um, opening song plays right after that happens one hell of a first minute of this anime and I was very juiced up after that because I was one I was always going to live and he's going to still have his quirk thank goodness I don't know how I would have handled that um, we're back to the episode and oh one thing I did note so like I mentioned the past couple weeks I've been re-watching the first few seasons of My Hero as well, and one of the first things that we learn about Dobby and the League of Villain members is that they only joined Shigaraki in the beginning because of the ideals of Stain. So, back whenever Dobby first revealed to Hawks that all he cares about is Stain's ideals, and I was shocked and like, that's stupid, I'm stupid, because that was what he was all about from the beginning. That's what Spinner and Toga, yeah, all, all of the, them. Basically, all the, good, all the good members of the League basically came from that faction. Yeah. They, they, and, they, and when they joined, Dobby even told them and knew that they were only in this while it served them. They're not actually serving Shigaraki. So, the ideals of Stain, I don't know why I completely forgot about that, but it's crazy that Stain's legacy is still, you know, carrying the League of Villains. It's not Shigaraki at all. Like... The League of Villains don't give a shit about Shigaraki. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, this could be wrong. I think that they've, uh, a majority of them have grown to respect him and like him besides Dobby, which I don't think Dobby doesn't not respect him, but I still think he's the one who's like scheming. I feel like Togata and not Togata, but the girl, um, Toga. You know I'm talking about Toga. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I was thinking of Mirio, but I feel like all of them, more so. Well, I say that, and I know Spinner will cross him too. So, well, I feel like if once Dobby crosses Shigaraki, they will all follow. Mister Compress is going with Dobby. Twice is going with Dobby. Toga's going twice with Dobby. Is, twice is dead. I don't think he's know. dead. That's another thing I wanted to bring up. So, I also but confirmed- twice so he'll be ducked. He won't want to betray anybody again. Like he's he's chill with the family that he's got. Okay, listen to me on twice, and I'm sorry everybody that we're digressing here, but this shit's important. So, going back and watching the arc where Twice makes a clone of Dobby whenever the League of Villains attacks during the camp when they're training with the Pussycats, okay? He makes a clone of Dobby, and these clones of Dobby can use Dobby's quirks, okay? So, we confirm that he is able to use other people's quirks when he becomes their clone, and it's just as powerful, too. And one of the things about Twice is. Anytime he has an idea or is asked a question, there's two sides to his coin. So he'll say, yes, we should do that. And then, no, we should definitely not do that. Okay? So knowing that, and the fact that Twice didn't know how many of them were out there, I, what I think is going to happen is that Hawks, the, one, the Twice that Hawks saved is alive, and then one broke off from that Twice, 
that was like, there's no way I would betray my fr- my friends. But one of the twices is going to be like, I'm sticking with, with Hawks because he saved me when Dobby tried to burn my ass. I mean, yeah, it's a, I mean, just in general, without all that extra shit in mind, just at the bare core of his power even, is a good point just because, like, yeah, he, he could have broken off off screen any second. Like, someone slipped away. And not that he didn't have a good death, it just felt like it was a little abrupt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I won't be surprised if he... I would probably be less surprised if he didn't show back up than if, you know... Eventually, a couple episodes down the line, we see like a little piece of his mud crept off into some rocks and then butted. Yeah. I mean, he's a power. They made such a big deal out of him. Hawks did. There's no way he's gone. And another thing that makes me think that that whole arc with Hawks and Twice and Dobby isn't over is because we still haven't got to hear Hawks' side of things post fight with Dobby and Twice. He's still, you know running around with Tokoyami all bandaged up. Like, there's... Twice is coming back. I'm calling it. I mean, like you said, I know nobody's going to be shocked, but I'm pretty much 100% believing that Twice is coming back and he's he's changing sides. But anyway, sorry for digressing. Back to the episode. Shigaraki says, Man, you really are cool, Eraser. But even so, for an instant, you were distracted. And... Distracted, not meaning that his his quirks completely came back, but enough to where he's able to heal a little bit. Is that kind of how you interpreted that? Like he didn't let go of his quirk, but he wasn't focusing hard enough to where it was like suppressing all of his quirks. I don't know. I was a little confused on that too. Because Shigaraki, exactly. he emits some like steam. And he blows back Deku, Ryukyu, and Endeavor, and then he immediately lunges after Aizawa. And he I, says... I don't know. I'm thinking he just, like, broke it for just a second, or, yeah, weakened. But I don't know. Yeah, he jumps at Aizawa. He says, this damn game is about to finally end. Deku was able to get his black whip around him, and Todoroki shows up with some ice. But Shigaraki's still able to claw away the flesh on Aizawa's face. And... They show that from Aizawa's perspective, so you think it's going to be way worse. Like, the skin literally got ripped off, but then when you see Aizawa's face, he's just bloody. Uh, But yeah, Todoroki showed up. Uh, Shigaraki's beat to hell. But Aizawa's out for the count now. Um, And so his quirks are back. And this is the point where I'm like, here we go, shit. Um, it was cool that Shigaraki was able to, he knew Todoroki was coming because they flash back to where when he started following Deku and Bakugo, he could see a little, another dot following closely behind them. And he said, that's, that's who it was that was trailing shortly behind him. It was Todoroki. Did we know that during that episode or they just throw that in this episode is what I thought. I think they didn't show that la- for us. They just like on the original it. episode where he was like running to, you know, catch Aizawa or and or Deku. Like he didn't like look over his shoulder. There wasn't like a hint to that. They just kind of dropped that in this episode. Is what I was 
Yeah. How I saw it, I guess. Yeah, they just like, dropped it, it in this like episode. A, we like we a one viewers... off like, oh yeah, that must have been who that was kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's what it was. Because I feel like we would have caught it maybe, or hopefully we would have caught it like, oh, he, you know, did you see that part where he kind of looked over his shoulder? But Yeah. Shigaraki says, what lies ahead after you protect him? Because Deku's pissed. He's like, sensei! Even if you fight desperately to delay the inevitable, all that's waiting for you is ruin. And then we leave this fight. And... <clears throat> We go over to the rest of the students that Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki left behind. So basically just Froppy, Uravity, and Engine Calves, Tenya Ingenium. Ingenium. And on the news, they're basically saying everybody needs to get the hell out of Dodge, evacuate Jaku City. There's a giant monster heading north from Mount Gunga and Wakayama to Jaku City in Kyoto. And then we get some insight into just how many heroes have fallen. They're showing dead heroes everywhere. And they're li- the news anchors listing city after city after city that either is already destroyed or will be destroyed because it's in Gigantomachia's path. And I'm wondering, what the, what, like, where are Tenya Ida, Uravity, Froppy? And then we go over to Class 1A and 2B. Like, where are they all going to come back into the fold? That's what I'm wondering. Like, are they all going to meet up to fight Gigantomachia? Or are you thinking that they're going to join the fight against Shigaraki? Who, the students from... Uh... From 1A and 2B. So, we go over to Class 1A and 2B. Are you talking about are you talking about the ones in the forest still that failed? Yeah, well, them and Tenya Ida... Uh, Uravity and Froppy because they're not just going to have them not be in any fight at all like they're not just going to keep evacuating people I'm just wondering uh, which, which that, fight are they going to join I was thinking that so the ones in the forest I was thinking they're kind of done for the arc overall of like this part like their fighting's done anybody in that crew had their moment now maybe the other Grimm's like Ingenium's crew I could maybe see Uravity having a moment with Deku possibly or at least watching from afar but I'm thinking like the fights evolved to a level that I don't know it's kind of just one of those fights where they're they're no help there you know whenever Deku saved Bakugo like they just got him the hell out of there so All Might could fight straight up without having to worry about anyone I feel like the fight's at that level and I mm-hmm. think if Gigantamachia shows up anywhere it's still at that level but I guess it would take more, but I'm thinking he's going to. What I think is going to happen is he's going to show up. Uh, who's the bad guy? I can't think of his name. Main one. Shigaraki. Shigaraki, yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's going to be effed off. Like, he's going to be beat to a bloody pulp. He's going to be half dead. Deku's going to be half dead. Endeavor's going to be tired of shit. All the people there are going to be just like about to die, basically, and Shigaraki's going to be on his deathbed. And Gigantomaki is going to grab him and take off, and they'll live the fight another day is the most likely scenario. Yeah, that is something that that it tends to happen. Because obviously the show's, the show's not ending here unless Dobby, or they show up and Dobby kills Shigaraki and the next, <laughs> the next arc starts, I don't know. Okay, yeah, so then we go over to see Tokoyami and Hawks. And it looks like Hawks has been treated because he has badges all over him, bandages all over him. 
But then we get the flashback, and he never was treated. Basically, when they arrived, all of the destruction from Machia flew over and just landed and killed the camp, essentially. Is that kind of what you interpreted that happened there? Yeah, pretty just destruction. Yeah, just effed everything up, the infrastructure and whatever medical tents or anything else they had set up kind of just got ruined type situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be the move everywhere, except they're evacuating. It's just going to either be evacuation or like recovery from the disaster of either Shigaraki or Gigantamakia running through will kind of be like the settings for the rest of this arc, I guess, or until it gets to the halfway point of the season, most likely. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Yaya Rosa, she acknowledges that the only reason their their plan worked and that they're all alive is because Machia never recognized them as an enemy and was basically just trying to get past them like we talked about last week. It didn't... He never actually saw them as a threat until all the other real heroes, like, arrived. And then I feel like this part really tried to, like, pull on our heartstrings, but it fell on deaf ears for me. Majestic... They arrive on their little floating discs, and he puts all of the students on floating discs and says to Momo, What you all did, your decisions and actions were definitely correct. No matter what happens from now on, that at least is certain. And he warps all of them away on his flying discs. Yeah. And then Mineta, the grape juice hero, has a nice little monologue asking if what they did was right, and if what the heroes did was was right. Yeah, to me, it kind of came off as Mineta being a little bee, like being a little, being a little coward, more than like <laughs> him like truly questioning the reasoning between, between good and bad, or if we, we tried to force a, you know, a losing situation type thing. Like, I get what they're going for, but I, I agree with you. It didn't, it didn't come off that way. Like, obviously, I think what they did was like the right there trying to stop the villains from reaching their plan. And, you know, in a way they did, Shigaraki just ended up coming out early and getting lucky by electrocution Uh, Mm -hmm. and obviously they did the right thing by trying to stop him like i'm sure that poison may come into effect at some point like he may end up getting there to shigaraki and that's why he doesn't kill everybody because he's like oh i'm getting weak so i think but yeah i don't it didn't yeah it didn't land well they were going for that feeling like that existential like oh our heroes really doing the right thing do we make the right move but yeah it's it didn't land at all. I know, because it's like, no, you guys you guys and the heroes definitely did the right thing. Like, you can't just sit around with your thumb up your butts while they plan to go out and start destroying the world. Like, what, what else was there to do? But we get this monologue from Dr. Garaki, and he says, It's true that the raid on the hospital was a total shutout, as expected of heroes. It was splendid, but just one move, Shigaraki's awakening. Just that one move has turned the tables. Gigantomachia is a disaster that lives and dies for his master. The soldiers called Nomus were modeled after him. The king needs soldiers, right? Strong soldiers. Now that Machia is on the move, you can't escape destruction. Shigaraki will destroy this hero-saturated society. So last week we were talking about Gigantomachia as he created, or born, this makes it sound like, because he says the soldiers called Nomus were modeled after him. This makes it sound like Nomus were created. Yeah, that's what I... Gigantomachia was not. 
That's what I thought. I th- I assumed he was like more so like his own type of being or like not lab made. Because if they were able to make him like, I feel like they'd be able to get ones closer. Like, why would their best creation have came so early? I bet you Gigantomachia, the difference is that one for all made, or sorry, all for one made Gigantomachia by putting those quirks into him. And then Garaki, Dr. Garaki made the Nomus with, like, other people's quirks, putting, putting them into different bodies. I bet you that's the difference. Yeah, I can... maybe maybe we'll find out. I'm sure there's answers online, but when you don't read the mangas like us, you can't just go online searching for stuff because you will stumble upon some spoilers. Yeah, you gotta let that shit come to you as it does. And if you miss something from an earlier episode or earlier season, you know, tough, <laughs> <laughs> tough titty. Uh, we go back over to the fight with Shigaraki. He's calm. Deku was very pissed off. And Endeavor is at his limit as well. And you can tell he's at his limit because he has no flames on his body, no flame beard, and he looks much different without the flame beard. He takes easily take 10 years off this guy. Todoroki shows up, tells him to cool off, puts ice all around him. It'll help him recover. Todoroki says, it took me longer to get here because I was hoping, helping Ryuku and the others. Cool your body. It should help you catch your breath at least. And then Endeavor, he melts the ice by touching it, and then he turns the flames back on. Uh, we get a look at Bakugo. He's pissed off, as usual. We're not sure why. We can surmise that it's because whenever Deku leaped in after Shigaraki, Bakugo, all Bakugo did was stand there and, and watch. That's kind of what I interpreted it, because he was like, damn it! Yeah, I think he's also just, like, he thinks that he thinks the right thing for Deku to do is to, like, not fight right now, like, go, because you're just classic anime main character, like, no, to go back to the old well of Naruto, just like the great ninja war, just like, we're fighting this war to protect you, you shouldn't be out there on the front lines, and then he's like, I can't let people fight for me, it's basically what Deku's doing right now. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, in Deku's defense, his power was created to bring down all for one. Yeah. Um. Oh, we get a look at Gran Torino. He's laying on the ground, still not moving. Yeah, that ba- he's he's that alive he, though. He didn't he say something? He, he is alive. Yeah, that bag of bones. Yeah, he's alive. He should he should have died by now. <laughs> <laughs> that hero, something lock or lock something tells Deku to run, but Deku is beyond pissed because of what's happened to Aizawa. He says, "No way." And you know when people get really mad and like so mad that their nose runs and their eyes are flooding with tears? That's, that's Deku right now. He's like hysterically mad. I mean, he's not as mad as he could, could get, but he, this is pretty mad. Like this is one of the more mad I've ever seen him. Um, but Shigaraki, on the other hand, he's calm as a cucumber. He reaches down to the ground and says, now die. And I was expecting, yeah, the, the, the decay to happen and I don't know what was going to happen. I was kind of, I guess, thinking Endeavor was going to smash everybody up and we'd go from there. Or Bakugo, because the title is called Bakugo Rising. But instead, a slash comes across his chest and he says, huh? And Deku's like, soda. Or I see. <laughs> and 
It's a good thing this shit didn't work because everybody was just caught with their pants around their ankles. Like, if the decay would have worked, everyone would have died. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? Nobody, nobody hesitated. Everybody was just standing on the ground like, oh, shit, here we go. Most of them it's can fly, too. It's a good thing this shit too. didn't work. A good amount of those motherfuckers, like Todoroki, Bakugo, <laughs> Endeavor, they're all, they can all go airborne. They're, they can't straight yeah, up fly. Yeah, they're all just sitting there on the ground. But they have propulsion to let themselves fly. Yep. Basically, Shigaraki says that, well, this is what he says. I get what happened earlier. I couldn't use my quirk, so there was burden on my body as I moved it past my physical limits. But just now, my quirk, super recovery, is working. Right now, my body should have no limits. And then he's like, wait, what's today's date? Has it been four months yet? And Deku says his body is breaking. And then he thinks back to what Gran Torino said that All For One's quirks were transplanted into Shigaraki. And he's like, he's like me, the vessel for that great amount of power. His body isn't strong enough. And so that basically sets off the fight of who can last the longest. Both of their bodies are falling apart. They're holding powers that their bodies can't contain. Yeah, it's the old, (laughs) to use the same same thing, it's the old well of My Hero Academia, like, I'm about to, I'm about to break my fucking limbs to win this shit. Yep. It's like, you can't go too many fights without him just having to go full power. I mean, it's fine. Like, they always use it in a good way, like, where it's like life or death kind of situation, I guess. But they do. Any serious fight he's ever been in, he's ended up tearing his freaking arms and legs up. He only ever got away yeah. with it against Overhaul because of Aerie. But basically, it came to that again. <laughs> he was just tearing his shit up, but... She was just recovering him so fast that he could keep doing it. Yep. So it's kind of it's kind of his. If he ain't going purple, (laughs) it's his talk no jutsu. It's it's his it's his ace in the hole. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But this is the part where he grabs he grabs him with the black whip, and he pulls him up into the air before he can use decay, because he was going to use it again despite what it was going to do to his body, and he's holding up. Shigaraki and all the other heroes and at first I thought he was just using Black Whip to lift himself into the air and then also to hold everybody else up but Shigaraki's like what the one for all the seventh users float so this is a quirk a new quirk and this is when Gran Torino wakes up so this dude's just been resting apparently not dead at all He he smiles and he's like I know this quirk all too well. It's Shimura's. So this is Shigaraki's grandma's quirk. And we never knew what her quirk was. And today we found out. And it was... All it was was floating. You just float. I wonder if you can float or <laughs> if you can fly a little bit. or I mean, being able to float, I mean, it's pretty handy. I'm sure he can just use the power of his flicks. And she obviously had the power of <clears throat> one for all, too. So I'm sure she utilized it. But I wonder if it's like, can, can you fly a little bit, too? Or is, it, or is it just floating? Yeah, I know. I wonder about that. They they said it's similar to the zero gravity. Yeah. Because Uravity can't fly. She can just float and then, you know, bounce off of walls. And just based on the, the quirk being called float, you would assume he's not able to fly without, like, the jet propulsion that he creates from using Smash. Yeah. Or they just call it fly. Be pretty dumb. Pretty dumb name for a quirk. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, still, like, this quirk comes in handy because of Shigaraki's main power, you know, decay, 
this one definitely helps protect you against that that move. You just float up in the air and you're not touching anything. Boom, you're good to go. Um, Deku's like, I'll stop you here with everything I have. And he decides that he's just going to start using Smash at 100%. But his control of Black Whip starts to waver, so he puts down all the other heroes and tells them to take care of Gran Torino and the others. And then Endeavor tells Shoto to treat the wounded. And he's like, this is pathetic. The one who should be up there right now is me, the number one hero. Then Bakugo is like, wait, Deku, you're the, wait, Deku, you're the one who needs to get furthest away from that guy. Eraser's not working anymore. And Deku's like, then who else can stop Shigaraki in the sky? And then Shigaraki gives us a really freaking cheesy line. He's like, if you like the sky so much, then I'll send you to heaven after I steal one for all, along with those old guys down there. Just not, like, just not necessary, man. Like, just don't man, say anything. A couple of them are pretty young. <laughs> I know. There's, there's only one old guy down there. If you think about it, it's just Gran Torino. Yeah, because I bet Aizawa and them are, I don't know how old they are, but probably younger than we think, as with most anime. I bet, yeah, I bet you they're only in their 30s, yeah. honestly. Um, Deku's like, don't, don't you hurt the others any more than you already have. <laughs> and he lunges in. <laughs> And we actually, when the fighting starts, we go down to Bakugo's perspective, watching them fight, and it's kind of like Dragon Ball Super. You can't, like, actually see any of the fighting. You just see little explosions and air movements happening in the air. <laughs> you see? You know what I'm talking seen, about? Yeah, you've seen that, uh, it's just a skit from RDC World where he's like, I think I've sent it to you and Colton before, where he, like, finds out he's a side character. <laughs> The people start fighting. He's like, what, where'd they go? He's like, oh, yeah, they're probably just moving so fast I can't see them anymore. And then he's like, oh, shit, I am a side character. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that does mean you're a side character. If you can't even see the main characters fighting. Yeah, if you can't keep up, that's your then, sign. yeah, you're, you, you're, you could be a possible victim at any moment if you can't keep up with the action. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we get the flashback of All Might and Deku and Bakugo and Froppy, Uravity and Cellophane. And it's it's awesome that Cellophane is is there cuz this guy doesn't get enough screen time. I know, it's kind of bull. Every time I see him it's like it's, I don't know, I just feel like it's a good power. I mean, obviously Spider-Man webbing around is always a good power. Well, hell yeah. Um so basically All Might's and Deku are there to ask them if he can help them train because he's got a new quirk. And I'm also like, what the hell's going on with Deku's hair? Is, is that Deku? And it is. It's basically his hair is permed from getting exploded by Bakugo because he's been training with Bakugo, but he can never catch Bakugo with his black whip because he's too fast. So he needs Uravity, Froppy, and Cellophane to help him because Uravity can float. She's got the zero gravity. And uh, Froppy slings people around with her tongue and kind of uses the terrain to hop around. And then Cellophane, his power is kind of like Black Whip. And so I guess the three of them, because that's their only quirk, they kind of have mastered it. And Deku's only had these quirks for, I don't know, a year. But what I was like, okay, let's go over to Bakugo and All Might's conversation, then I got some questions for you. Bakugo tells All Might, I don't think you'll be able to ex explain things away for much longer. 
This is different from when he just had a superpower. You won't be able to hide this. Talking about the float. And All Might says, We won't show anything other than Black Whip to other people. But I'll have him learn enough to keep him from going out of control like last time. You also understood that night. The reality of being able to share great power with others is that you have to think carefully about how that could put others at risk. It's not only evil people who want power. Okay, so the first thing he said, we won't show anything other than Black Whip to other people. But here they are, showing Float to Cellophane, U-Ravity, and Froppy. Like, what are you going to swear him to secrecy? This dude's got three quirks now. That's going to raise some questions. Yeah, I don't know if they just, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, are they just supposed to think that like, the that's part of black yeah whip like or? the black whips kind of like allow him to float when he's using them type thing but because if that was yeah, the case i, I was super if, confused at this if that was the case yeah don't bring three people at once because that's just like slowly leaking it and they're gonna tell people like whether they are sworn to secrecy or not like obviously if he swears them to secrecy then they're gonna be suspicious anyways which if you got any type of iq you should already be like what the what the hell's going on with this guy like why the hell is he pulling out quirks all of a sudden? But uh, yeah, back when he did the first time. Now, what the hell? Even with the Black Whip, like nobody, there hasn't been a single character, probably in the history of the world, who just like all of a sudden at age, whatever he is, sixteen, break out a new quirk after already having like an OP one. So yeah, everybody just accepts it. Yeah, which um, I don't know if it was a good move or not. Like it's cool, but. Like, it's cool that he's going to have all these quirks, but also at the same time, it's like, damn, dude, you already, you already had, like, the best quirk there is, supposedly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that shit wasn't enough for you? I know. Bakugo's right, but Bakugo says, Deku trusts you completely, but the description of the fourth user didn't seem complete, even though the fifth, sixth, and seventh had the details of their deaths recorded. Why? When I asked you about it before, you hesitated, right? Was it because you realized something about One for All? And All Might said, not yet. I don't know yet. I can't assert something I don't know. Because I'm concerned about the young man, like you are. And Bakugo says, at the root of it, he doesn't think about himself. I'm sure he's always been that way, and he's still like that now, when he can do more. That's always felt weird to me, and made me want to stay away from him but I couldn't understand my own weakness, so I put those thoughts aside and bullied him. And then All Might says, so part of you will faithfully, so part of you, so part of why you faithfully came to help him practice was to atone for that. Am I right? I don't think young Midoriya feels that way, though. When I said you were like Endeavor, it was because of that change. I couldn't look back on the past until I ended up like this. I'm sure you'll have another chance to talk things over with them. I'm not one to talk, though. So what we're seeing, this side of Bakugo was interesting because this, I, I'm pretty sure this dialogue that he has with All Might is the first time we have ever heard the voice actor for Bakugo not screaming. Like, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, he I, was talking slow and like, I don't think it's the it first, was weird yeah, hearing Bakugo speak like that. He's had a few other times where he's talked, but yeah, like that calm probably and especially recently. I can't think of another time, but I feel like there's been a few where he, <laughs> where he for sure was like that. Well, his voice, act, his voice acting was unrecognizable. I kept, 
wondering like, is that Deku talking? Who's talking right now? Like I have had to keep going back. I'm like, shit, that's Bakugo. Yeah, I mean, like, a rare <laughs> a rare moment either way. Yeah. So what did you think of all this part? You when he says, "I couldn't understand my own weakness, so I put those thoughts aside and bullied him." What do you think his weakness is? Like, what what is he alluding to here? I think just, you kind of talked about it earlier, just like his weakness, like of putting other, I wouldn't say it's a weakness, but he views it as one, like his ability to not put other people first without thinking. Cause, and that's, oh. and that's basically, he overcomes that weakness this episode because he, in that th- scene, he was saying how he couldn't understand how Deku would put himself before everybody else without even thinking. And that's why mm-hmm. he said, my body just moved. Got it. I think that's why he, his perceived weakness, which I don't think it is a weakness, um, was overcame because and the same thing he did the same thing he always thought Deku was weird for. Yeah, I think but, Bakugo always his weakness was that he he always wanted to be the strongest hero, and by being the strongest hero, saving the most people was a byproduct of that. Deku wanted to be the strongest hero, but it was always about being able to save everyone. And that, I think, was the the biggest difference between the two of them and why Deku always innately would move whenever he saw somebody that needed help, whereas Bakugo, I guess, yeah, like you said, he never had that about him because it wasn't about saving people. It was just about being strong. But we go back to the present. Deku's given it 100%, but Shigaraki's able to endure all of it, and he does acknowledge, though, that it's taking him longer to heal, and Deku, he does a smash. His left arm's already gone, too, from two 100% shots earlier, and somebody told him, I think it was one for all, said, if you keep getting injured in the same way two or three more times or so, I think you will have to live the rest of your life without being able to use your arms. Now, thinking back about that, regardless, he decides to use a Detroit, a Wyoming, and a St. Louis smash at 100%. <laughs> what the hell else is he supposed to do? <laughs> and, I mean, it sucks because he's using, a, he's using the full extent of his power and it's just annihilating his body. And Shigaraki's just eating all of this shit. Yeah, but like, also... It's hurting him, but, like, really, he's okay. But he kind of said the same thing, like, Shigaraki did, um, that he was, like, trying to say, what you know, what date is it today? Like, alluding to he didn't uh, fully gain his powers. Like, he was starting to make up excuses, and then he even said, like, even so with all that, like, this power, like, acknowledging that, yeah, like, even though I'm not where I'm supposed to be because I came out early and I'm at this disadvantage and I'm getting my quirk taken away or have been, he was still like acknowledging like, yeah, I'm getting effed up right now. And like, I want this for myself, but it's kind mm-hmm. of, I don't know. I, I think they contradict each other. Cause yeah, Shigaraki saying that like, damn, but yeah, at the same time, he's just taking barrages of 100% and <laughs> Deku's falling apart. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he knows he knows that he's having to focus all his power into defense because they are doing some damage. Yeah, but still, like I'd, I mean, you're not completing, you're surviving it pretty well, and it ain't like it was a straight up one on one from the jump either. So I mean, That's I true. I leave with it. I leave the fight with, even though it's not over, that the one for all is um 
being underpowered. Like it's 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 not looking that good right now. Yeah, I agree. Like I know he's got to go. He's gonna go beyond, and he's got seven other quirks to come. But still, you he hasn't know. even he hasn't even went plus ultra yet, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd like to see him. <laughs> I'd like to see him uh, <laughs> do a little more damage though at a hundred percent. You know. I mean, okay. So back whenever he fought the Muscle Man, he went. He went. He went a thousand percent, one for all, and that's how he beat the Muscle Man. So, or he actually he went a million percent. Yeah, but so that's you just, can go beyond. I think that was just like a, like that was just the name of an attack. I don't know if he was actually at at one million. He did. He did a million. I, I freaking rewatched the episode. I know. I'm not saying he didn't. Like, I don't think he actually <laughs> exerted that much power. I think like. It was just like him saying, like, I have to go even, you know, further. But I don't think it was like, <laughs> yeah. if 100 is the max, like, I don't think he times that by a million. <laughs> and that's how much yeah. power he would have just destroyed freaking. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a tough thing with something like that where they put this cap on it, like, okay, I can only use 30%. And it's, like, pretty damn powerful. And then you go to 100 and, like, some dude's just taking hits. So then you're like, how strong is this stuff? <laughs> yeah yeah Deku he's seeing that Shigaraki's getting wounded and he's able to give him damage because he's not healing faster than the damage he's giving so he's like I gotta end this so he comes in with the biggest smash in his arsenal the Texas smash it makes a gigantic boom and everybody on the ground's like oh shit he can do it and Shigaraki's like damn that was a big one he's like is there anything I can do against this kid, a quirk that can stop him. Find it. And then we go down to the ground. Bakugo says Deku's going to lose at this rate. He's using his legs and air force to stop the recoil and controlling multiple quirks at once. Deku's using everything he's learned right now to stop Shigaraki in the air. Since he didn't defeat him with his first attack, they're just chipping away at each other for now to see who will last longer. In that state, he won't be able to outlast someone with regeneration. In a few minutes, his power will be stolen from him, and he'll be dust. Todoroki, you done with the first aid? Grab hold of me. Endeavor, I'll use my heat to get us in the air. Todoroki, you keep cooling Endeavor as long as possible. Endeavor's like, you want me to use my max firepower and finish him off in one shot? You got it. (laughs) They take off, and their plan is to attack whenever Black Whip is fully stretched out. Um, when they're flying in the air, Bakugo thinks back to what All Might said about being unsure and worried about Deku. And we never talked about that, but we got we to go back and touch on what we think, because he calls it a cursed power. Bakugo said, says, even if one for all is a cursed power, one for all is, and then he never finishes, and fucking My Hero does this to us all the time. They, sometimes they leave things up to interpretation. Where it's like, I don't know what to interpret of that. What were you going to say one for all is? One for all is All Might's quirk? One for all is Deku's quirk? One for all is fighting Shigaraki right now? Like, what? What? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Do you have any guesses of, of what, he, what the hell he was thinking there? No, I just... That's kind of what the show does and what a lot of anime does. I just figured they'll eventually come, like... Because I think this is the first of this new thought of what one for all is that oh this thing it's kind of cursed like all these different users like passing down like i think it's a new it's just tearing deku apart i think it's a new um 
I don't know, plot or theme or something going on. Like, I think this is the first episode they're entering it in. Like, I don't think we're supposed to know anything. I think they're just putting that seed. And then over the next, this season, maybe the next few, they'll elaborate more on the users that came before and maybe the darknesses and bad things that can come with it sometimes. Yeah, so a little history lesson too, because I went back and watched. So All Might, when he first sits down Deku to tell him about One for All and All for One, he tells Deku that One for All, the power that he gave to Deku, was derived from All for One. All for One was a natural-born power where a guy was able to take other people's powers and use them for himself or put them into other people. And so by doing that, he was able to create world peace under basically a dictatorship. So this all-for-one guy, he had a little brother who was born quirkless. And, or so they thought. So one day, the older brother, all-for-one, decided to give the younger brother a quirk out of pity to help him rule with an iron fist. But what that did was, turns out that the younger brother wasn't quirkless. He actually had the quirk to pass on quirks to the next generation. So now that he had a quirk that he could pass down, he started to do that. So the younger brother's quirk was to pass on and cultivate quirks among generations. So that's how these two quirks are connected and why All For One wants the quirk back is because he, he basically brought to life his younger brother's quirk one for all by giving him a quirk to start with. So take that, ha- take that as you will. Do we know? And he did it because he didn't agree with what his older brother was doing. So one for all, whether his power has become cursed or not, he has started this because he was a good guy and he wanted to oppose what his older brother was doing and taking people's quirks and ruling. But back to, back to the episode. They launch Endeavor, and he grabs onto the back of Shigaraki, kind of like when Goku had Raditz, and he's like, Piccolo, hit me with your beam! Special beam cannon. He's like, (laughs) yeah, special beam cannon. Endeavor tells everybody to get back. He yells, Bastard, plus ultra, prominence burn. And he explodes with fire. There's no freaking way Shigaraki's surviving this thing. I mean, it's it's the number one hero's ultimate move. There ain't a person on this freaking show this shit wouldn't have fried to a crisp. I mean, yeah, and if he couldn't... But of course. He should, I mean, obviously he's going to live, but technically, yeah. If he couldn't heal fast enough and he was already messed up and then he just got roasted, like, that's like the ultimate. How do you heal faster than just straight up being scorched? <laughs> I know. And so at this part, remember the last thing that Shigaraki was thinking is like, there must be a quirk that can beat this quick kid. Find it. Shigaraki's screaming, and then darkness appears. And in that, out of that darkness comes a hand that's turned toward him, and it says, Lend me your body, Tomura. And then we don't see Tomura reach out and grab it. We just see, it looks like a TV clicks off. And then Endeavor's flame goes out. And he's like, Why aren't you dead? <laughs> He's not dead. So clearly, Tomura decided to let All for One take over his body. And All for One says, little brother, looking at Deku. And then he shoots what looks like a red whip 
at Deku. And then we get a little monologue from Bakugo. And this is where I was like, is this Deku talking or Bakugo? Because you never hear Bakugo talking slow and not yelling. It was very, very interesting. He says, in that instance, I didn't think. And then he's seeing the flashbacks of all the times Deku leapt in to help him when they were kids and when he was an adult. And he just says, my body just moved on its own. And we see that Bakugo pushed Deku out of the way and was stabbed four times by this red whip. This, this, Basically on the whole left side you, of his body. This make you think of any other scenes in anime? Uh, no. <laughs> it's back to the old well. It always is. Everything goes back. <laughs> is it Naruto? Yeah, whenever they were fighting Haku and Sasuke jumped in front of all the needles, he's like, my body just moved. <laughs> oh, I do not remember. I've only watched Naruto one time, so I don't, so, I don't yeah, have you need like, to, all the detailed need callbacks to watch, yet. You need to watch part one again, like when this, like the first fight against Haku, whenever they're trapped inside the ice mirrors, you know? Yeah. Sasuke jumps in front of the mirrors and that's what he says he's like my body just moved well first he's like he's like i hated you and then naruto's like why'd you save me i didn't ask for this (laughs) (laughs) and that's when he first goes into nine tails mode for the first time uh i'll have to go back and watch that yeah it was was very much like that caught on now that's exactly what i think of because he just said a classic jumped in the way and then the classic, my body, my body just, just moved. moved on its own. Which also, to you know, give them some credit too. That's also what Deku said, like in the second episode, where he like jumped in to save Bakugo whenever the slime, like the garbage dude or whatever, he was like trapped inside yeah, of him. That, and All Might shit, said that was episode one. Yeah, and All Might <laughs> said like that's one thing that all heroes had. They just like they just acted, and like he saw that in yep. him. Yeah, after he told him he couldn't be a hero too. He was like, without a quirk, you can't be a hero. And Deku, yeah. The the first episode of My Hero really is fucking amazing. But ending song plays. Um, And then did you notice in the ending song, there's a new part? I don't think I watched that. Or I let the ending play, but I don't think I... uh, I I got up and started doing something. So So they (laughs) added a couple scenes of... Uh, Kachan, when he falls off the bridge into the water and Deku comes running down to lend a hand, you see the hand from Deku and it's got one for all flowing through it. But Bakugo's a kid and he's smiling, about to reach out for the hand. And then they give the parallel of that, of Bakugo now in the water as an adult. Um, not smiling, reaching toward Deku's hand and then Deku's hand is a little kid's hand. So... I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I know that in the movie we watched Heroes Rising, there was like some shared one for all moments. I don't know if that was canon or not, but oh yeah, I'm yeah. I forgot about that movie. Well, I mean, I didn't forget about it, but I forgot they did that at the end where they where they shared the power, but we're both supposed to <laughs> yeah, die. they shared the they power. They were both supposed to die at the end, but no, they they lived barely. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bakugo acts like he doesn't remember, but we don't know if he does or not. But I don't know. I don't know if something like that's going to happen in the show, but it'd be freaking awesome if somebody else got a little little taste of one for all. Yeah, I mean, I could get it. I mean, it sucks if that does happen. Like, it sucks that they wasted it in that movie. 
But I mean, it is a good. It could have been like maybe like a good finale to the show, even in a way like that's the only way they can beat it. Like one for all was always meant to be shared because it's for all, and like him and Bakugo like beat Shigaraki that way. But I don't know if they'll go yeah. that route because I don't think they would have used it on a movie that I don't even know is canon. I don't think it is, but who knows? You know whose body right now could take one for all and use it to its fullest and have no problems? I don't know. Besides Mirio, Bakugo. I don't think, even think Bakugo could. I think Endeavor? Kirishima, the Red Riot. I don't know, maybe. I don't know if he's got the... Yeah, who knows? Tough to if say. If he hardens up that arm and throws a throws 100% smash, this shit ain't gonna break. I mean, physically, you don't have to be... I guess you don't have to be a specimen, because, I mean, basically, Jeku just became a jacked 14-year-old, and he was good enough to at least receive it, you know? And <laughs> start from there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure most of the kids in his class are, like, physically strong enough to, like, attain it i guess even in genium you yeah. know like his body's built good enough to like receive it like as long as you're not like not anybody because you know the grape <laughs> what's his Mineta? name Mineta, he probably he's probably can't handle it <laughs> but <laughs> the most people can shit I feel like I'll always wonder if he's going to get his his shining moment where he like transforms or like if there's ever a time jump in this show, like will he grow or like become buff or, you know, because he's, he's got that kind of potential. Yeah, I don't know. I feel they're either, I would think it, they'll probably keep him comedically short or comedically big, but I would even think it'd be more of a shock if they like time jumped and he was just like normal, just like cut regular height, like drop the bull diaper. You know, they time Yeah, like and a he girl just, actually liked him now. Or I mean, like, he was still himself, but, like, looks-wise, he wasn't, like... Because now he's funny, but he's, like, comedically drawn to be funny. Like, he's a character. Like, he's short, his hair, and the, his outfit. Like, he didn't have to wear the diaper. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if yeah, they just, like, came back and he just looked like Todoroki. Or, you know what I mean? Just, like, he had a normal hero outfit, but he was still himself. I think that would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Well, he doesn't need to be like comically we'll small or large, but I'm sure they'll keep him small. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, but that that's all of episode nine. Next week is titled it's episode ten of this season. I believe it's a twenty four episode season, so I think we've got three more weeks and then there's gonna be a break before the second core comes out. But the episode next week is titled The Ones Within Us. And it looks like it's going to be another full-fledged fight, all-out brawl between one for all and all for one. And the people they're going to have hell to pay is Shigaraki and Deku. But I'm thinking now that now that we've went through the episode, I'm not thinking there's any way that Bakugo dies here. At least, at least not without a very long monologue as he dies in yeah, Deku's I mean, arms, tells him his true feelings. It's not likely, but I mean, it'd be good. It'd be good for the show, but. I mean, I'm not, I'm not counting on it. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to add before we close up? Nope, that's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and everybody go follow us on Instagram, That Anime Podcast. If you have not already, give us a five-star review, please, on Spotify and or Apple Music, or sorry, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you listen. But I'm Jordo. Brennan. 
We are the Evans Bros, otherwise known as the Casual Anime Fanatics. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week, and as always, peace out.